Hey, goal getters, and welcome to The Daily Distance, a new daily series from the creators of We Got Goals. I'm Kristen Guile, editor-in-chief of asweatlife.com. In these short episodes, we're bringing you one daily goal you can set for yourself during this chaotic time, one actionable thing you can do to move your body, connect with a friend, prioritize your mental health, get some work done, and practice a little bit of self-care. And now, on to today's interview. Yeah, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not... With me today, calling in from San Diego, is Scout Sobel. She is the founder of Scout's Agency, which is a PR agency that focuses on female voices and brands and podcasts and authors and entrepreneurs. And she is also half of the OK Sis podcast that she co-hosts with her sister, where they bring on really interesting female guests to share their stories. Scout, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well today. Uh, it is a rainy, drizzly day here in Indiana, where I am currently sheltering. How is it where you are? It is not to, you know, rub it in, but it is quite nice. It is probably 75 or 80 degrees oh outside right now. And I'm going to go on a walk to the dog park, considering there are no other dogs there that my dogs can run around. Um, if not, we'll just go for a social distancing walk. But it's been really nice in San Diego. Oh, I'm so jealous. When when all of this is over, is California like taking applications for people to move there? Because I need to get in line. <laughs> um, we welcome you with open arms. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Scout, I know that you think a lot and talk a lot and share a lot about mental health, both your own and more general wellness tips. Um, before we get into what you're recommending for our listeners, can you share a little bit more about yourself so we can get to know you? Yeah. So um, hi, everyone. I'm Scout. As you said in the intro, I run Scout's agency. I am the co-host of OKSIS podcast with my sister Mads, and I run my own podcast called Scout. And um, below all of that or underneath all of that is uh, my mental health journey. I had my first depressive episode when I was 14, and I was diagnosed properly with bipolar disorder type 2 when I was 20. And um, I am 28 today, so it's been 14 years of living with a mental illness and you know, navigating it and figuring out how to kind of wrangle it into order, even though it's quite disorderly. And so kind of at the heart of what I do is helping people with their mental health, um, kind of going on a personal development journey myself. And especially right now in this quarantine time, I feel like there's so many people that are experiencing emotions and, and kind of an up and down that they've never experienced before. And so I'm hoping to shed some light on mental illness as well as help some people kind of with their personal development journey as well. Amazing. Uh, I think we have a lot that we can learn from you, and I'm happy that we get to call on your personal expertise. So what are you recommending or sharing with our listeners today? I am going to recommend my favorite thing in the world, which is gratitude. So I know I know that it sounds – when you say gratitude, I get it. It's like, yeah, of course I'm grateful, whatever. But if you really – really, really develop a gratitude practice. It opens up your life in so many ways. So when I started on my healing journey, gratitude was the first step I took to getting better. And I wrote down every single day three things that I was grateful for. And I do this continuously today. So I journal every single morning. First thing in the morning, I have a sip of my coffee and then I journal one to two pages. And at the end of each journal entry, I end it with three things I'm grateful for. And these do not need to be, I got a raise today or I bought a new Mercedes, right? They can be, which mine usually are, this coffee tastes so good right now. I'm so grateful I have coffee. 
I love that the sun set last night with a purple and pink hue. I am grateful for my mom. I'm grateful for my husband. I am grateful for my feet that walked me from my bed to this couch. So the kind of honestly, the smaller, the more in touch you get with the magic and beauty of your life. And so I highly recommend, especially during these times, making sure that we're focusing on what we're grateful for. Because even though the world is crazy and there's a lot to be afraid of, there is so many miracles happening every single day. You know, you woke up again. Like that's incredible, right? And so you have to celebrate these small things right now. And so if writing them down isn't Really what does it for you, I would highly recommend finding a gratitude buddy and texting them every morning and you guys can text each other three things that you're grateful for and that one, holds you accountable and two, helps you bask in what they're grateful for as well because if you are coming from a place of gratitude, it is impossible to be in a place of pain. So whenever I am feeling anxious or whatever, I'll just say, look around, what am I grateful for? And really internalize that and feel the beauty. Um, It is a practice that I tell everybody. It's like the first thing to do if you're looking towards bettering your mental health, your mental strength, your perspective, your mindset. It is gratitude. All right. I'm in. But I I still need some help because when we are in the current situation, I've felt like we're living Groundhog Day, right? Like my Mm -hmm. days are very similar, even if it's a Monday or a Saturday. So how do you like think outside of the box when you feel like you're doing the same things, eating the same foods, the same coffee every day when it comes to like finding those small things to be grateful for? Yeah. Let me give you a list of examples if you're kind of – and I'll just list them off the top of my head, right? Yeah. I'm so grateful that the Vogue magazine came into my mail yesterday. I am grateful that I had a really nice dream last night. I am grateful that my dad texted me good morning this morning. I am grateful that my dog gave me a kiss. I am grateful that I decided to buy that couch that was a little too expensive, but it looks really great in my living room. (laughs) I am grateful that my computer works. I'm grateful for the internet. I'm grateful for Zoom. I'm grateful for Instagram. I'm grateful for freaking Hulu. I'm grateful (laughs) for the smoothie I'm drinking. I'm grateful for the workout I just did. I mean, you could just look at, look at your eye, like just look somewhere. I'm grateful for that pillow because it messed, messed, it messed it It, what's the word? Enhances my aesthetic. It is a great color pillow. So, I mean, (laughs) you can go that small, right? And just saying that stuff, I'm like, oh my God, look at all that cool stuff that's happened to me today, right? Like that you wouldn't even think about. I love that. I love the getting really granular with it. Um, Cause sometimes I feel like I, this sounds so strange to say, but like an internal pressure to like be grateful for like these big, amazing things that have happened like that raise or that Mercedes. But um, I think I could stand to go in the opposite direction and go like the tiniest little gratitudes. Honestly, I find that the tinier the gratitude, the better the practice is because it really grounds you into the realities of life versus these huge societal um, arcs that kind of are more for validation purposes, right? Like just being grateful that the internet exists is not an accomplishment that has to do with your self-confidence or how your, your worth, right? Just that the fact that the internet exists just is a great thing to be grateful for. Yeah. And I, I'm going to stop us here because I think we could talk about the gratitude for a long time. But I want to kind of pivot to talking about your own experience with mental health and especially during this time of chaos. Have you felt that like your journey with mental health has sort of prepared you for these uncertain times? Or have you felt that that's been, I don't know if an asset is the right word, but maybe like a strength or something that you can call on? 
Yes, 100%, because I've worked for so long to figure out how to navigate waves of emotional uncertainty, which is what everybody is really feeling right now. So in the beginning of this whole quarantine, you know, coronavirus situation, I was like, okay, I'm feeling the collective energy. People are experiencing panic attacks for the first time. I need to help people and be available and and kind of guide them in a way that helps them feel like they're not alone right now. And so, yes, I completely experienced anxiety on a daily basis, as did the rest of the world, but I also felt as if I was confident enough in my tools that I could really get through this. That being said, I have had the last two days have been very difficult for me and I have dipped down extremely low, probably lower than I have in the past year. But since that's happened to me and I'm feeling it coming, I am employing all of my tools to pull me out of it so that I can stay focused on my work, on helping others, on my relationship with my husband. So in a sense, yes, I feel as if I am definitely prepared for this. Um, But then in a sense, like I think it's been weighing on me, obviously, as it weighs on everybody. And so we all need to deal with it appropriately. But I feel as if like uncertainty in my mind is kind of my jam. It's kind of how I've always lived. So um, obviously not like a physical health uncertainty. So yeah, I I feel, I feel, I'm not to like toot my own horn, but I feel prepared. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. And it sounds like getting out with the dogs that, or one dog or two. Tell me more about dog. Oh yeah. Okay. So I have two Pomeranians. One is 10 and the other is four and a half months. Oh. And they are just adorable. They don't really get along that well. The little one tries to give the older one kisses and the older one growls at her. She likes giving her kisses on the mouth. It's so freaking cute. Anyways, they're adorable and like just the light of my life right now. I have a a five-month-old puppy. And, you know, I didn't know when I got her that all of this was going to happen, obviously, but it happened for a reason. (laughs) You know, she we got her at the exact right time. Now is the time to get a puppy. Oh, best time. I also want to hear a little bit more about your podcast with your sister, because as I told you before we started recording, I'm sheltered in place with my sister. So I have the luxury of seeing her face every single day. Um, But I want to hear more about your podcast with Mads and how you guys are doing sheltering separately. Yes. So Mads lives in LA. um, And... So I used to drive up every other week to record OKSIS podcast. We started it a year and a half ago, August 2018, and we have had the pleasure of having the most amazing women as guests. We've had YouTuber Lauren Elizabeth. Um, we've had Sivan Ayla, Kenzie Elizabeth, Charlotte McKinney, Amanda Stanton, Cassie and Michelle Randolph, Lauren Everts Bostick, Pia Arobio, Heather McMahon. Wow. Um, it's been so amazing, the people we've been able to connect with and ultimately become friends with, and the sisterhood community that we've created is so strong. We've been really supporting one another in our secret Facebook group, um, hopping on Zoom calls with our listeners, just really con- really staying connected to the community. And so Mads and I actually always do in-person interviews, and so we've had to kind of navigate the landscape of remote interviews and figuring out how best to do that. So we've been doing a lot of solo episodes and then doing a, an extra during quarantine Thursday happy hour thing with um, past guests that already know us. So it's not like, um, you know, we can be like, oh, you know, the, the internet went down or this isn't working or whatever. It's a little bit more comfortable for us. But we are starting to open up the door towards new interviews now that we're getting a little bit more comfortable with the medium. But we are publishing every Monday and Thursday. Love it. Yeah, uh, I can attest to struggling with internet issues. We are in rural Indiana, and you never know when a Zoom call is going to drop out. So we've all had to be pretty flexible right now. Um, do you have any, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here and going beyond the scope of one actionable tip, but do you have any advice for um, 
family members who are maybe separated and it's someone that you're normally really close to and see all the time. Any advice you can pass on to our listeners in that sense? Yeah, I think obviously like work with what we have, right? We have the internet, we have texting, calling, video call. You can always do things that kind of energetically binds you together, which if that sounds strange, just hear me out, where maybe you, if you went to the gym with your girlfriend every single Wednesday, you went to hot Pilates, every Wednesday you guys can do a hot Pilates. You don't even have to be doing it in the same Zoom session, if that makes sense, but just like yeah. texting each other at seven, being like, okay, I'm about to start. And okay, yeah, me too. And you both do it together in separate spaces. Just to feel like you have that sense of routine and that person is kind of having a shared experience with you. If you feel as if, okay, well, like the Zoom is getting annoying or this is getting annoying, like just planning things with friends that are doing things at the same time. Like, okay, let's – do you want to have like a book club and read at the same time on Sunday afternoon? Anything like that I feel like really connects people because it just makes them feel less alone even though they're not even seeing the person or they're in the room. Um, but obviously Zooming all the time. I FaceTime my mom constantly because she's in Los Angeles and um, just staying in touch but also understanding that you don't have to stay so in touch because we're in a quarantine, right? Like yeah. sometimes I'm like, wait, I have talked to that person way more than I would outside of quarantine. So, yes. you know, like we don't need to over socialize, but we do need to connect. Yeah. I love that. That's a great underlying message. Not avoiding that Zoom burnout that I feel like a lot of us are facing right now and focus on like the actual connection. So Scout, thank you so much for your tip, for sharing uh, your recommendations for those tiny gratitudes. Uh, you really rattled off like quite an impressive list, things to be <laughs> grateful for. So that was that was really good. <laughs> nice job there. Thank you. Where can we find more about your podcast, your PR agency, uh, OKSIS? Where, where can we find all of that on the internet? Yeah, if you just go to my Instagram, at Scout Sobel, S-C-O-U-T-S-O-B-E-L, in my bio, there's links to OKSIS podcast, to Scout podcast, to my agency, Scout's agency, and then my email is there. You can DM me if you're having issues during this quarantine and you just need a little bit of a mental health pick-me-up. My door is always open. Amazing. Well, Scout, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. And for all of our listeners, we will see you on the internet tomorrow for more tips from our community. And until then, stay safe, stay well, and cheers to going the distance together. 